welcome to Fine Beverage Friday with your host, Master Brennan Crussell and Master Cole Stevens, where we are gathered here to talk about the video game news around the world that fits our Fine Beverage of the Week. Alright, are you done? Yes. We're here to talk about video games and not fine dining. That's true, but it is Friday as we record this episode in episode instead of Thursday, and we are not actually drinking beer today, are we, Cole? That is a negative. We uh we did not have beer readily available at this time, so we are making best with what we got. And we still have much of the afternoon and evening and night to go, so we are drinking uh spiked sparkling water. Um and mind you it is organic. And stuff that Caitlin and I picked up from Target. So you know it's very hashtag basic white girl. I mean, sometimes, you know, you just, you gotta do what you gotta do. And when you gotta drive, you can't, you can't go too heavy on it. That's true. But we withheld uh, recording last night because this morning I went out to Walmart um, and picked up Astral Chain as it released today because i really wanted to get a feel for it so we, we so that way we could talk about it because like the reviews for this game have been insane like they are up there they are high this is a very recommended game for this year and a lot of them like a lot of people are saying like hey this could be a game of the year worthy and there's some haters out there though like, i was showing you some of the reviews and there's definitely some haters are like this is garbage like it's nothing like god of war it's nothing like uh the, the last of us it's nothing like uh shoot like witcher 3 like it's not comparable to those graphics which i'm like that's a really dumb point to make because it's not supposed to have as great graphics as like the witcher 3 they're not even the same art style yeah i definitely gotta agree with you on that one like the game what it sets what it tries to set out to do. I feel that it does pretty dang well. Right. Like it doesn't set out to be a God of War game with its super intense like hardcore graphics. I mean, it's a, it's a Switch game. Like it graphically and hardware wise, it is an inferior console to a 4K 60 FPS console at home like a PS4 or an Xbox. Like you can't really make that comparison. And also with its style being more anime esque and Japanese esque, like compared to like say a red dead redemption or a god of war like it's it's literally comparing like apples to oranges well i mean the, i think the big point is going to be the art style like just like throw away like the the 4k and ultra high def for a second and just like the art style it's going for like, it is going for a cartoonish look um that like japanese anime and i told you like it reminded me a lot of the iron man armored adventures uh from disney xd <laughs> um yeah, so like it's very cartoonish, but it really does really well graphically for the art style um, that it's trying to do. So like overall, like the game is accomplishing what it says it's trying to do and what it, it wants you to feel, what it wants you to experience. And I feel like that's more important than comparing it to a PS4 Pro or Xbox One X level game. For sure, for sure. And other great titles like, say, uh, the recently resurrected Telltale Studio, they had a very specific art style with their games. Like, 
it had a very comic book-esque look to it and a very like hand-drawn more like pencil kind of art style to it yeah and at the same time like it it wasn't necessarily scrutinized for the same reasons Astral Chain was getting scrutinized for but uh you know it's, it's another one of those cases of just it's about what the developer was wanting to make as a piece of art not necessarily always trying to push the boundaries of graphics and what have you it, it was finding something that they wanted to create and it's also your choice whether you want to buy it or not that's right i mean i it's it's like it's like when spider-man into the spider-verse came out mm-hmm. um, like people were complaining about the way that it looked and it's like well get over it. like it's not meant to be like a disney film or a pixar film or a dreamworks and like they're trying to accomplish like their own arts like it's meant to look like a comic book like you when you take that into consideration like they do a really good job with the art style that they set out to go do and just people like are trying to compare what like say like apples and oranges and saying like this art's terrible because it doesn't match everything else that i love and it's like well that's art like that's the point yeah. of art and video games are art yeah it, it's purely subjective in taste I mean, yeah, you look at um, was what, like the new Gears of War uh, game coming out, and like game companies like they're taking real life actors and putting them in, in, in suits, um, and copying their um, facial expressions, their movements. Like this is not one of those kind of games, though. Like, this is completely um, digital design game, not mimicking like real life human beings. Mm-hmm. But on the other note, Astral Chain is fantastic. If you own a Switch, um, I really believe that this is a must-pick-up game for this uh, holiday season. Uh, I'm playing it on casual just because I want to in- enjoy it without the frustrations <laughs> right now. Um, I plan on going back later and redoing all of the levels on a harder uh, capacity once I figure out the whole gameplay because there's a lot to this game um but if you want it for on the, the cheap right now you can go to, to walmart and pick it up for 50 dollars compared to the 60 dollars. yeah m- most that's, games that's something i didn't know i might actually pick it up sooner than that was a main drawback of me buying it right away is trying to hold off financially on dropping 60 dollars on a new game but 50 dollars oh yeah i'll go spend it i mean it's better than 60 that is very true but most of the first party games for nintendo switch at walmart right now are 50 dollars so like all the brand new games are fifty dollars. Like if they were sixty, they're fifty. If they were forty, they're thirty. Like it's really weird. Um, but you can go get a bunch of Nintendo Switch games from Walmart at ten dollars off. Good to know, right? Um, but so that's a great game. That's our high note for today, and that's probably the highest note we're going to have. Um, because the next thing we're going to talk about is NBA Two K Twenty. And how garbage uh, 2K really is. <laughs> Take two and 2K are just they've they've literally lost all sense of air Brighton quotes. Ball. Well, they lost that a while ago, but they lost <laughs> all sense of air quote care or trying to at least somewhat hide their intentions behind monetization. But with this most recent trailer for NBA 2K20 that they released, what was it, yesterday or two days ago? Yes. Uh, it was 
think it was Wednesday it came out. Wednesday. Because Thursday was filled with a bunch of um, articles and comments uh, and YouTubers like just yelling about this. And then this morning, uh, they were commenting on uh, the response from Peggy because of a rating that they gave NBA 2K20. So to elaborate more on this situation, NBA 2K20, just the yearly roster update NBA game from 2K or Take-Two Interactive, and this new trailer was advertising specifically these new new modes in the game that are all about basketball, right? Right. Which, uh, enti- which I know when I play basketball, I like having slot machines and roulette <laughs> wheels and the pachinko or whatever you call the little ball drop game because you know that's that's exactly what belongs on a basketball court right yes because we need to add gambling mechanics into a professional basketball simulation game and that's what they've done like they've added these gambling mechanics into nba 2k20 which doesn't like how do you do that and and Here's what what makes this worse, is that the game has been rated E for everyone and Peggy three, which means it's meant for three year olds and up, um, and Peggy, like if a game has gambling me- mechanics in it, um, you have to rate it at least for teens. Yeah, if it's simulated gambling, doesn't use real world currency. But if you do use real-world currency in the gambling simulations like this game is doing, it automatically garners a mature rating or an adults-only rating in the U.S. And if you if you put an adults-only rating on a game, it's not going to be sold at your common retailer. It's something that would have to be ordered specifically. They'd lose a ton of money. And it would also be a sign of if they admitted that there was gambling in this, like if they admitted to it, it would just give the... Uh, the government officials and the people who are trying to regulate this or looking for a reason to regulate it, it would give them ammo in the fight. And I, I, don't, I don't see how this can be ignored. Literally, the trailer showcased slot machines, roulette wheels, and a little pachinko ball drop like as means of spending virtual currency. Which you then can purchase virtual currency with real-life currency. So you're encouraging... The spending of real life money for in-game currency that then can be spent on gambling mechanics. So while it is a stretch and they've really separated it because it's like, well, it's not vital to the game. Therefore, it doesn't like you don't have to, to do this. But, you know, if you're someone that is really into, you know, 2K, like you're probably going to want to speed things up. And unlock all of your cards for your my team, uh, and start leveling characters up uh, or players up. Um, so you're gonna end up spending real life money for in-game currency to gamble. A good way to showcase the whole thing when it comes to spending real money on the virtual currency of games. It's literally like say you're going to a different country and switching currencies. Like right. they have different values. And the values for the virtual currencies in these games are whatever the whim of the developer is. Like, they go in such high numbers in the game. Like, you can get a a thousand My Team tokens 
for ten dollars you're like wow a thousand tokens that's a, that sounds like a good deal and it, it's literally meant to mess with your head and the options they give you of purchasing are always skewed like you'll always have a little left over or just not enough to make you constantly spend more and more yeah uh, so like let's note here this is being uh crap uh rated at peggy three and Pokemon was rated at Peggy 12 because of the Pokemon Casino where you just go pull a slot machine knowing you're not spending any real-life currency. It's all in-game currency, and there's no actual like benefit to the game from this. Yeah, and, and emphasize, too, there was, there was no option to possibly spend money in there. Like, they always try to make the argument, like, these... These mechanics are optional. You don't have to spend real money. You can earn it. Well, yeah. But the fact that you give the option in the first place should still garner at least the teen rating. It should garner the mature or the adults only. But if you're going to go out of your way to love, to rate a game that does not give you the option to spend money, the teen rating, but you won't give it to the one that you can use real money, like what? how does that make sense? Explain yourself. This is just part of the downfall of where we're at with games right now, though, Cole. Like, we're seeing, like, Grand Theft Auto Online. You can actually, like, they, they have an in-game casino where you spend, in like, real-life currency. I do remember seeing that update. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Online, like, as a game itself, I remember when it first launched back in 2013, and... It was right around the time that a lot of these microtransactions and loot boxes were just getting on their feet as a main source of income for these developers. And this was a game that literally skyrocketed the company in profits. It was uh, it was really the game that showed the rest of the industry like, hey, you can make all your money just doing this and not actually putting effort into your work. Yeah. So hopefully people can start like, I, I, I think we're, we're at a point where gamers are really upset because not just for us, but, like, for people that come in and aren't educated about this. Like, I walk into Walmart, and there's the version 1 and version 2 switches in the same case without any, like, clarification that, like, hey, one of these is updated, one of these is old. You want the updated one, not the old one. Like, there, there's no clarification for that for uneducated consumers and so like if we have um parents buying nba 2k20 for their kids like this is how we hear stories about kids like uh taking their parents uh credit cards and buying this like in-game currency to spend and then racking up bills and then parents find out like this is a problem that needs to be addressed and like kids and families need to be protected or at least there needs to be some better way uh to inform parents um or inform families to let them make um educated purchases unless there's government intervention at this point these companies have proven time and again that they do not have the moral standpoint to regulate it themselves the nba 2k20 was the prime example that they have completely lost any sense of trying to hide the fact of what their intention is they are literally 
they're they're incapable of regulating it themselves. They are trying to get away with as much as they can right now before I feel like this is the game that's going to eventually tip the ice block. Like it's it will get better, but it all it has to just keep getting worse before it does. I think that's all we're going to talk about uh, 2K today, but uh, we have a YouTuber that does, like has talked about this uh, multiple times, has done great work. His name is Yang Ye. Uh, we're going to put a link to his video in the show notes, um, so click on the information page. Go watch him. Um, he's great. He's not uh, uh, family-friendly, um, but he's very informative, um, and his views are and opinions are really uh, educated on this topic. So go watch them. We love them. Um, yeah. Even more than just this specific controversy, like just his videos in general are very high quality when it comes to just other gaming news or informing people of like the true nature of what's going on. Right. So moving on uh, from 2K, uh, you want to talk about PlayStation Plus games for this month? I, I do. I'm finally able to talk some good about some PlayStation here recently. The uh, the PlayStation Plus games of the month were revealed for September. And usually these the games that are offered for free every month are hit or miss. They've been hitting pretty good recently. And this month it is Batman Arkham Knight, which is a very stellar game. And also Darksiders 3, another pretty stellar game, like... Usually the the games of the month had been like indie games people had never really heard of or still just kind of cheap games, not usually like your AAAs or like your normal $60 games, but uh, recently they've been upping the ante and really putting in some like good value games like for free. Like Arkham Knight was a $60 game when it came out, so was Darksiders 3. I, I'm not entirely sure they still hold that value now, but still like they're they're very good high quality games and it's... It's it's something noteworthy. Also, on September 3rd, the remaster of Final Fantasy VIII will be releasing on PS4. I did not know that until just the other day. That was a Final Fantasy that I always wanted to try out just because of the characters I had seen from the Kingdom Hearts series. And the when I would go back and see that game, it does look really fun. I would like to go through more Final Fantasies than... Like, I, I missed out on a lot as a kid, but when I've gone back now to play Final Fantasy VII on Switch and dabble a bit in X, they, they're really good games. I really enjoy them, and I, I would just like to experience more of the series. So the fact that that's coming out on PS4, it'll give me a chance to play this game in a somewhat of a modern setting. See, I've, I have not played any Final Fantasy game all the way through. I think I got 9, or was it 6? That I picked up. See, I don't even know because like I played it for maybe a couple of hours and I kind of didn't play it true to what it was supposed to be played. I did the uh, speed up or like fast forward uh, mod, <laughs> so I could just try and get through it faster and completely ignored the story because it just felt like I was moving so slow. So one they of these are... days I'll get into my turn pit uh, turn based games. Well, not all of them are strictly turn based. Some of them are more the action s turn based where true. you're waiting on time bars rather than just waiting per turn yeah i think seven does that or no seven is yeah s- seven is the time bar okay so is 13 10 is strictly f- turn based uh i'm not entirely i don't quite remember what eight is exactly i think it was more on the time bar side or if it was more 
actionist. I could be totally wrong, but... Do you think you'll end up uh, picking up Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on Switch when it comes out? Eh, I, I don't know. I haven't researched too much into that one. Because it was originally announced for... Well, it was a GameCube exclusive, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I don't even remember that title, honestly. Oh. Um, so, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles... Crystal Chronicles uh, was published for the GameCube in 2003, in Japan 2004, and North America and everywhere else, essentially. Um, and it's being set to be released, I think, in the next couple of months. We just got an update about it not too long ago, but it's coming to PS4 and Switch. It's a four-player uh, game, um, so we can play online together, and maybe we can get our buddy Shane in on this, too. And the four of us, or three of us, and we need one more can play the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles together online. I'm down. That'd be fun. Uh, so that's coming out, and so maybe that'll help get me into it. I just need people, I, I just need someone to play with, man. If I had stable internet connection, I would be playing with you every day. I know. Well, moving on from that, uh, here's a couple of games that you've never played, but these games made up my childhood, like, when, like First games I ever started to play that got me into video games was on the Super Nintendo that my dad had and my sister grew up on. And then my brother and I, I think we started play, like, playing it when, like, when we were four or five. But we were playing Aladdin and Lion King on the Super Nintendo. And I found out that Caitlin played those games on the Genesis, which they are releasing both ver- versions on one cartridge in... October on the 29th for only $30. And so I'm super stoked about this uh, game. Oh, th- these two games. Because one, they are incredible. Uh, they're two of my favorite Disney films uh, put to game that weren't garbage. Like, it wasn't E.T. for the Atari. Right? These are actually good <laughs> games. Um, and they are being released on October 29th. And they will have... Uh, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the Game Boy um, versions for both of them. So it's like six games in one cartridge for 30 bucks, And I feel like that's a steal when you think about it. Well, it wasn't only that. When we were looking more into it, they were also offering uh, full soundtracks of the of all the like songs from the movies. Like... In 8-bit form. Also, uh, behind-the-scenes like bonus features you would get from the movies, like on the games too. So you're not only getting the games themselves in different versions, in their entireties, upscaled, but also like movie extras to like learn more about it in that sense. So it's, it the is soundtracks. quite a good... Yeah. It, and they also have like the bonus features of like making the movies and like the art and stuff to it. So Yeah. So that, that's a lot for $30. That's kind of a bang for your buck for a really old game. But they're really good games. And I think like when you play through them, like you'll see how good they are. Like I'm going to get it. I know for me and for Caitlin to play. Um, I'm hoping Caitlin will play it because um, she really enjoyed those games. So last thing on the list for today. This is going to be a shorter podcast, hopefully. Um, Telltale has a tale to tell. <laughs> Never do that again. I like my dad jokes. <laughs> Um, so what has happened is Telltale back in the spring um, had to close their doors. Um, they just were not 
They just could not keep up business. They worked on some last uh, projects, got those out, then just were, were done. And it, it was a really big layoff, like one of the first big layoffs for the year, wasn't it? I think as as wide scale as it was, yeah. Well, EA and Activision had their layoffs, but at the same time, as big as their companies are, like yes, it was still a lot of people and it was a tragedy in its sense. It still wasn't the almost the entire company in one fail swoop. Right. So, Incom's uh, LCG Entertainment, um, and then like for the past week, like there's have been tells like Telltale is back, and it's like no. No, they're not. Telltale is not back. The name is back, and they're wanting to uh, hold on to some of those games and IPs that they they had, and begin working on games again. Like they want to bring back the company to what it was, but they aren't bringing in old Telltale staff full time. So they have positions open for former Telltale. <laughs> staff to freelance um but they're not uh hiring full-time at this moment so i mean it's kind of like okay like they might have some job i mean they can come back and work for the company that they loved and poured themselves out to but at the same time at this point i would think that most of them would hopefully have other jobs or they wouldn't necessarily want to go back to something that already burn them in the past you know that's true so i mean i think it'll be kind of cool because those games were fun um i know my my brother-in-law played uh quite a few of them he really enjoyed them um i never really played the story like the story games that much but i heard like batman was really good of course Uh, the walking dead games were always like award winners and right weren't they at one point like game of the year contenders as far as like how much people really enjoyed them I think so. I I don't really know. I wasn't super into those games either, but that was one of the last projects that the original Telltale team was working on, and they almost didn't get to finish the final season of the game because the doors were being closed. But the skeleton crew was left to finish what was already promised to people because they had already offered the option to pay for the entire series, and they had began closing their doors before development was finished and people had received what they had paid for. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's all the news we're going to talk about today. There's a lot more that has gone on in, in the world, uh, but these are some of the the highlights from this past week because um, there's a lot of negative news still out there. But well, when isn't there in the AAA gaming industry these days? A lot of your positive news comes from all the smaller stuff. Right, and there's some topics that we just don't want to talk about t- today. So, looking forward to September right around the corner. Cole, are there any games that you are looking forward to? Uh, surprisingly, I, I don't know if I am or not, though, because the newest Call of Duty coming out, though, for, I'd hardly call it new, because it's the, it's the reboot yeah. of the Modern Warfare series. Right. It's a 100% different game, but it shares the same name. And it's going for a very different take than honestly what other call what any other call of duty has really done it's mainly just because it is by definition being modern warfare like when the original modern warfare call of duty 4 came out like 
over 10 years ago, like the definition of modern was quite different than what it is now. Yeah. So they've, they've really scaled it to that. And they, have they had offered an alpha version of one of the multiplayer modes free to anybody, even if you had not pre-ordered the game for a weekend. And my friends that had all tried it, they really loved it. And it, uh, it's, it seems kind of promising. I'm, I'm very hesitant to give Activision any money, but at the same time, it's a game that I have my eye on because of the, from the developer side of it, not necessarily the publisher, but infinity ward seems to have really put in a lot of work into this game and it, it might be worth uh, keeping an eye on. Hmm. I'll let you handle that one because I just canceled my Xbox Live account again t- today. Again. Well, trying to make some uh, budget cuts <laughs> around the house, and I was like, when's the last time I actually played on online? Oh, yeah, June. Uh, so I think I'm done with that for a while. It actually may end up back in the closet just to remove space so I can put all my other consoles actually enjoy to play <laughs> up there so i'm looking at it right now and i'm, I'm probably going to play the super nintendo here soon uh bring it home f- from work um let's see but there on september 3rd we got the spyro reignited trilogy uh coming to switch uh, we've got Link's awakening uh coming out and that's one that i'm really looking forward to i am too it's it literally seemed like the Legend of Zelda version of the Mario Maker. Right. Where you can literally create levels and dungeons to your heart's content, like in, in any form or fashion you want. It, it's still limited to the art style of the specific game, mm-hmm. but as far as like level creation, you could do literally whatever you would want. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one. It is set to retail at $59.99. Is that a deal breaker for you? For that caliber of a game, I would not say so. That is also far enough down the line where I could really save up for it. So if Walmart's still doing their $10 off, that genuinely might be worth it. Right. I think that right there is going to be like, hmm, I think I'm going to get this, just walk out there, because who goes to Walmart to buy games the day of? You do, apparently. I do, but that's because they're $10 <laughs> less. And I'm not sure a uh, mass majority of people realize that. Um, when you've got Target uh, picking up with their uh, game selection and some uh, release day exclusives, you've got GameStop, you've got Best Buy. You don't really think about Walmart being your place to go for video games. And Amazon has some good prices. Like They, they discount some uh, new releases at times, too. Like I got uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance for forty nine ninety something from Amazon as a pre-order discount. So, you don't really think about Walmart, though. And you don't really want to go and support Walmart. Well, I guess this this gives you a reason to do so. I know. I'm ashamed. Well, hey, that's all the gaming news that we have for you for this week. Uh, We hope that you have enjoyed your fine beverage Friday. With your host, Master Brandon Crussell and Master Cole Stevens. Uh, He's still committing to this bit. (laughs) Well, it is a fine beverage. Good day. See y'all.